Today we conclude our sermon series entitled Crosswise, Understanding Jesus' Death. I want to direct your attention to John chapter 19, and I will read verses 25 through 30 from the New Revised Standard Version. The title of today's homily is Exchange on the Cross, a Sanctified Switch. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Let us pray. Lord God, in this brief preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word. Help them to hear your word. And Lord, help us all to do your word. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Near the cross, we are told, stood a few women Jesus knew and the beloved disciple. Can you imagine how much their proximity meant to him? Abandoned by most of his disciples, assaulted by the governing authorities, and asphyxiating in a slow death on a cruel cross, he was not utterly alone. He mustered enough breath to speak to two of his supporters. First, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. To address Mary as woman was to show respect, but also to convey distance. There is a reason, in other words, that he did not call her mama. In this moment, Jesus is not so much Mary's son as her sacrifice. He is not so much her little boy as her high priest. When from the cross, Jesus addressed Mary as woman, she was losing a son, but gaining a savior. 
If the word woman was unsettling to Mary, the words, here is your son, were comforting. According to Bible scholar Craig Keener, it was the Jewish custom for a dying man to settle the legal status of the women for whom he was responsible. Even crucified men could verbalize their last will and testament from the cross. It appears that Joseph, Mary's husband, had died by this point, and so Jesus, as the eldest son, would have been Mary's provider. The question at hand was, who was going to pay Mary's bills after Jesus died? Who was going to put food on the table for her and provide for her needs in the months and years to come? Jesus' brothers would have been the natural candidates, but they did not yet believe in him. Plus, in Jesus' mind, spiritual bonds supersede biological bonds. He said in Matthew 12, 50, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And so Jesus appointed his beloved disciple, John, to take care of his mother, Mary. In doing this, he followed the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. He also showed us how to care for our parents to our last breath. Even as he carried the sins of the world on his shoulders, even as he fought a cosmic battle against sin, death, and evil, even as the salvation of all creation hung in the balance, Jesus was thinking about his mom, and he arranged for her care. After Jesus spoke to Mary, he then said to John, Here is your mother. When John heard these words, I imagine he got goosebumps on his skin and butterflies in his stomach. It was a singular honor to be charged with taking care of the Lord's mother. John had been learning from Jesus as a disciple, following Jesus around day after day, seeking to become more and more like Jesus for the past few years. And now he was asked to take Jesus's place and play the role of son to Jesus's mother. It reminds me of high school when I was an underclassman and not a starter on the varsity basketball team. I really looked up to the starting seniors who led us to an incredible season. We went undefeated through the whole conference schedule, won the region championship, and went all the way to the state quarterfinals before we lost. At the end of the season, I'll never forget our senior shooting guard, one of the guys I looked up to most, came up to me and told me 
to wear his jersey number the next year. He said, get my number next year. And he shook my hand and he walked off. I remember welling up with a quiet pride as he walked away, amazed that he considered me even close to being worthy of wearing his jersey number. But I did wear that jersey number 34 the next two years, and I tried my best to carry on his legacy of excellence. Just think about what was going through John's mind when Jesus said, John, I want you to take my place as my mother's son. He was basically saying, John, I want you to wear my number. I want you to play my role. I want you to continue my work. John is symbolic of all Christians here. Because Jesus says to each of us who follow him, get my number, carry on my legacy, represent me well, and make me proud. The day before in John 14, 12, Jesus had said, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. That is our calling as Christians. That is our calling as disciples to do Jesus' deeds and to carry on his work, to speak his words and to be his hands and feet. We are to take his place because he has already taken ours. And that's the really good news here, when Jesus spoke to John from the cross, a sanctified switch was taking place. Jesus and John were swapping spots. Jesus was saying, you take my place as my mother's son, and I'll take your place on this cross. He was saying, you take care of my mom and I'll take care of your sins. He was saying, you take the life that's supposed to be mine and I'll take the death that's supposed to be yours. Jesus speaks to all of us uh, Christians, even we who are gathered here today, as he speaks to John from Calvary's cross. He says, you take my place and I'll take yours. You take my life and I'll take your death. You go and live for me. And I will die for you. Amen.